Yeah, for sure. You know, your journey, Jamie, sounds really incredible, especially, you know, considering what you deal with, with bipolar, like, you know, that's, that's a tough thing. And, you know, when I was diagnosed with autism, there were people that thought it was bipolar at first. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Hey, did you, did you get any, uh, you know, issues at school with being bullied at all, Jamie? Um, yes, actually. Uh, pretty much straight from year seven to year nine was probably the worst. Uh, that year seven was when I first started exploring acting as a career and a lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. And there was this one girl that used to repeatedly tell me that I wouldn't make it because I'm not a part of the 1%. I should just give up. I'm hopeless. I'm worthless. All of that yes. kind of stuff. Um, and then in year nine, it, it moved from what I wanted to do with my life to my mental health because I'd had some pretty public um, meltdowns at school, which I'm not proud of. But um, yeah, she started telling me that I need to stop being so depressed at school because I'm bringing like the vibe down for everyone. I'm selfish. I'm just attention seeking. My mm. parents must be so embarrassed by me. Um, just ridiculous things. Luckily, I had a good group of friends who used to stand mm. up there. Um, but yeah, it was just. I don't know. It was well, it was weird because it. it it's changed. just. Can uh, you just wonder why people do it? Like, what's missing in them that they're going to, you know, have have that shot at you about oh you how do you know how good someone is at what they want to do and if you don't like it okay that's cool but yeah. the point that yeah. it takes to that bullying is incredible like we actually only interviewed two guys the other night both from melbourne they don't know each other but very similar stories and one of them was a lifeguard at the Craigieburn Leisure Centre where I was a duty manager for 10 years while I was still acting, of course. And I was running acting classes and he came to the acting class and he missed a couple of classes. And then I told him, what do you want to do, man, be an actor or a lifeguard? He said, actor. I said, well, then you stop missing the classes, you know. And anyway, long story cut short, he didn't become an actor, but he took up a relentless journey on leaving the leisure centre, leaving a secure job and travelling the world. And he ended up becoming an agent in Canada with one of the biggest five agencies in, in you know, that part of the world. Um, oh. And uh, then he became an AD in London working with huge stars, like megastars, Vince Vaughan and, you know, Mel Gibson and people of that, like Chris Hemsworth. And now he's back in Australia. He's doing AD work up in Sydney, but he's also now started his own talent agency. So what? From a lifeguard to that and because of him, I'm now with the represented with the characters people up in Canada. So, you know what? He just said, you just got to go for it. He said, I'll never forget those words you said to me. Do you want to be a lifeguard or do you want to be an actor? Get your bloody effing ass to class. And he came to class when he didn't become an actor, but he became everything else that he wanted through discovery and taking risks and chances and making choices. And the other guy, Phil, we interviewed, he was in a few of my acting classes and we did private coaching and, Phil had a six-figure-a-year job. Um, he wasn't happy in it. The relationship wasn't going well. He saw a guitar in a shop window one day and thought, wow, you know what, I've always wanted to play. And then 
he heard my voice say to him, look, as in class, you say, just do it. Just stop thinking about it. If you want to do it, do it. It's never going to happen unless you take a step. And he went and bought the guitar, but he bought the only guitar in the shop that wasn't on sale. And uh, six years later, he's got his first album out uh, called Me and My Guitar. He's been to Nashville. He's connecting up with, you know, big singers and songwriters. And this all happened from a guy who quit his six-figure-a-year job, took up lawn mowing rounds and healed his relationship and then took off overseas. And six years later, he's ready to head back overseas when COVID dies down. So you can. You can do anything you want. Whether it works out or not is the other thing, you know, like Zig Ziglar, who's a great, uh, he's, he's not alive now, of course, but you, you should Google Zig Ziglar. He said, you can do anything you want, anything you want. And he said, someone said, well, could you get in the ring and fight Muhammad Ali? He said, of course I could. He said, I'd probably end up on the ground most of the time, but I could do it, right? <laughs> he said, I'd probably be flat in my face after the first two seconds, but, you know, that's a lighthearted look at you can do anything you want you can have a go at doing anything you want and it may work or it may lead you into another path like jacko wanted to be an actor and now look at him like it would be now six seven years later he's got his own talent agency worldwide in australia and he's still working as an ad and that's from a kid and the guys he used to work with are still pool lifeguards what does that tell you and nothing wrong with being a pool lifeguard you know nothing wrong at all but it just shows you Someone who's got itchy feet and wants to chase their dream, you, you can chase it. And, and Phil's term was have fun doing it. He said there's been lots of lows, lots of highs, but he said you just keep going and have fun with it. So, you know, it's very important to to not um, live in the circumstances. To, and you've got great support, Jamie. That's another thing. Community and great support is so, so, so important. Yeah, I'm very lucky in that department and I remind yeah. myself that every day yeah yeah hey uh doug do you have uh, a few more questions mate yeah i do have some which is uh uh what exactly inspired you to go into the film industry exactly that's a really interesting question and people ask me that all the time honestly I've just always loved performing. Um, I used to put on shows for my parents, do like little fashion shows, force my cousins to do plays with me, all of that kind of, you know, basic stuff. Um, I guess just the fact that I can tell a story and people will watch me and listen to me and... I get to tell important stories like Laura, as well as just creative stories. Like I'd love to do a rendition of The Great Gatsby. That would be amazing. Um, That's a great story. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> but yeah, I guess just storytelling and it sounds creepy, but being watched as in like being ah. seen. <laughs> Some sense. Well, yeah, but when you're storytelling on the big screen or theatre and people are watching you, that means you're inspiring people to some degree, whether they love it, like it or not like it, you're still inspiring people, you know? Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. awesome. My next question after that is uh, uh, what strategy are you using to build up your acting career business-wise or even with your hopes of eventually going into Hollywood? Um, currently, 
I'm just trying to do my absolute best on the projects that I am on. Um, I love Rhi and I'm hoping to ride with her because she's going to the top one day and apparently I'm in the little family circle so you kind of just get roles without auditioning. It's great. Um, using websites like Star Now and Showcast and all of that and especially working with VCA students, the Victorian College of the Arts, because these are students who are about to embark on their own journey up into the industry. So creating connections with people, just bettering my craft in general, taking classes and courses, working with Craig and all of the wonderful guests that we get mm. um, and just taking every opportunity that I can to be in front of a camera and to be making connections. Well, I'll tell you something, Jamie, that's all amazing. I mean, the VCA, I'll give you an example there. Um, when I get back to Melbourne, I'm about to go on to a TV series when um, the writer uh, and, and one of the other directors who I've worked with a lot um, on a couple of TV series back home with Jack Irish, um, the, the other writer, a friend of mine, um, he emailed me about four months ago and said hey andy we're doing this big crime series it is going to tv we've been green lit for it uh he said would you be interested we'd love you in the first series i said yes and how i met him was uh 20 20 plus years ago um my agent in melbourne called me and said hey one of the vca uh, graduates uh would like you in his film and I said, yeah, okay. He goes, yeah, but he said, the problem is you don't get paid for it. And, you know, sometimes they just take up so much time. And I sort of went, oh, yeah, okay, don't worry about it. And I don't know why I said it because I always did it. Even 10 years into my career, I was still doing stuff with the VCA. And it got the people I met there, I got to work with them years and years later, sometimes seven or eight years later. And one guy I worked for I actually did Pete Murray's music video clip down in St Kilda. And I got a featured part in that, which was just awesome to be on Pete Murray's video clip. And that came from a young guy from the VCA. I did something for six years prior. This is going back 20 years ago. Anyway, this new crime series, well, the guy who asked me four months ago is the guy I ended up doing his film. I called my agent back, said, no, I'm going to do it. And lucky I did because his film won the, he took out the third year graduate, he got five grand at the time and he's not stopped writing since, he's got agents in America. So imagine if I said no to that and he's already written three films for me, like they haven't got to, you know, it's like a lot of writers take years, he's written three scripts which he wants me in and whether they come or not, coming would be great, it'd be fantastic if they did come to fruition with, you know, finance eventually when he wants it, but he's busy. But the point is, if I didn't do that, I would never have met him and I wouldn't be going back to Melbourne to do this TV series. Yeah. Well, congrats on that. That's amazing. That's, yes. a, yeah. that's yes. a little round of applause. <laughs> um, but yeah, connections wise, our wonderful Producer or executive producer, always get that wrong. But Evie, I actually worked with her. She directed a VCA graduate film that I was in when I was 14. Oh, cool. And Rhiannon was panicking one night because her AD quit and she was like, I need an AD now. So Evie's now been promoted from AD to producer. Thanks, oh, well. Evie. Oh, good on you. Here's one for you. Back at you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. You know, you you really deserve it. No other way to put it. 